0: Welcome to the Macabre Podcast Podcast Universe. Universe. You are listening to the Middle Earth series, and we are on the second to the last episode, The Hobbit, The Desolation of Schmaug. Nice. Um, And I wanted to present it in that way because the movie right away wants you to know that this is an intense one, folks. This means business. Um, And that is a huge misstep on their part. It should be fun and whimsical. But guess what, folks? We are going to get into all of those thoughts and opinions as we go along here. But I have an extremely important update to bring you all about this podcast in general. And I know that it's something that you as the listener have been probably tracking from the very beginning. And it is several times during this podcast, Jordan has said, Oh, this person's in Clueless. And then I go, I go, oh, okay. Yeah. And you go, Oh, you still she says, You still haven't seen Clueless. And I'm like, Yeah, yeah, I haven't. I haven't. Well, folks, this week we watched Clueless and I have seen the movie now. Finally. And um it's fantastic. It's actually kind of a masterpiece. My in a favorite lot of ways.
1: quote unquote chick flick.
0: Yeah. But it, the, the beauty of the movie that puts it over the top for me is, yes, it's funny, it's a pretty good story and everything, but it's so satirical. Mm-hmm. I and mean, that's what it is. It's a satire, and I am a sucker for a good satire. So um, I loved it. I thought it was awesome. Um, would watch again. Good. And Paul, Paul Rudd was very awesome in the movie.
1: Yep. Cute little young Paul Rudd.
0: hmm I got a cup of afternoon coffee. We watched the movie last night.
1: Not Clueless, the, um, Hobbit.
0: the Hobbit. Now Yeah, now we're back to The Hobbit. And at the beginning when Gandalf is in Bree, uh, a thunderstorm happened in the movie and outside simultaneously, and that was kind of cool. That was sort of the peak of the movie viewing experience.
1: In a lot of ways, that scene set up what was going to happen in the movie in terms of how long they were going to take on everything. <laughs>
0: what do you mean by that? Well, if you,
1: in retrospect, now thinking about that part, Because this whole movie, it's just, like we've talked about, they're dragging it out. Uh uh They're milking it for all it's worth. And especially in this first scene, it it is to set the table of, this is what the story's about. Yeah, This is where we've been. Or, you know, this is what's going to happen. Uh Blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. But I do, it's kind of like, oh, that's kind of a long scene. (laughs) A lot of, like, Thorne looking over his shoulder at a guy's, like, glaring at him, him glaring back, Gandalf looking at the guys over his shoulder, everyone glaring at each other, people walking out glaring at each other, Thorin ripping apart bread, but never eating the bread, and then just continuing to glare at people.
0: Well, That's and the scene. As And I think that's a perfect segue into this is the podcast where we analyze film franchises and we exist to prove people wrong when they say that sequels are never better than the originals. And this movie does not prove our point in that regard. Um... But we're going to get more to that because I actually have a very funny note about that scene that I think you probably didn't notice that may make you laugh. So, listener, Micah is jazzed right now. The coffee is coming in hot, and uh, there's a little teaser for you. Let's hit the production, shall we?
1: Yeah, let's blow through it, please.
0: Well, it's going to be hard to make it even remotely long because it's the same production team. They film these movies at the same time. This movie comes out December 13th, 2012. um, And the budget is 217 to 260. um, And that's different from the first. Or no, I think the budget was 217, but the previous movie was 260. Um, Something like that. It's always weird with. It's a lot of money. Yeah. And it's always weird when movies have shared productions because it's kind of hard to tell, like, you know, how do you divide that up? You're like, okay. Friday. That counts as a budget for the yeah. third movie. Well, I'm
1: sure that you can. It is easily, well, not easily, but they're like they're talking about this project. They're like, okay, it's gonna be three movies. Okay, we're gonna shoot them all at the same time. Okay, uh, what do we need for each movie, movie? Right. That's probably how they do it.
0: Yeah. Um. And so, in addition to that, I lost the note. Here it is. Uh, the movie makes two hundred and fifty-eight million dollars domestically. And worldwide, the movie makes $958 million. Uh worldwide. People yes. are
1: still holding on, huh?
0: Yeah. And um, that is the notes I have for The Desolation of Smaug because most of the things that I talked about were in the previous episode. But
1: what about the whole meltdown?
0: Well, I was kind of saving that for the last episode. Oh. But I'll, I'll, I'll say this and then I'll probably get into it more um, next week.
1: Peter Jackson did not have a fun time, guys.
0: Yes, it looks like he did, but in the in the appendix, the appendices uh, on the Hobbit, um, Battle of the Five Armies, there is a section of it where it talks about how um, they were getting behind on production, and he he wasn't completely prepared to take on a three movie project, um, and so in the in the in ha- like uh, almost toward the end of production, they're getting to the Battle of Erebor, which is in battle of the five armies that's why it was saving it and uh peter jackson is like we have to stop production because i actually don't know what i'm filming and there's this very sad shot of him in smaug's like cavern where he's completely by himself just sitting there with his arms crossed like looking down it's like one of the saddest pictures and no one else is on the set
1: Oh, that um, makes me feel so bad.
0: But we're going to get more into that next week. Okay. Um, and I know I had said something about the reason why they split it into three movies to you because of the, of that. Um, and I think that might not have been actually accurate information. I, I There's no real way to confirm that as far as you, I you know. You couldn't so,
1: cross-check it? No. Yeah. Um. Where were you
0: on? W- I mean, what
1: were you on? Wikipedia?
0: Not for that, no. Oh. I was looking in other places. Some guy's blog? Yeah um <laughs> wait for real yeah i was oh
1: yeah I that's was, not always trusted
0: well because well, i was trying to find the information like find where i could see the clips and i was just doing all the it was such a complicated thing it took me way too long because i didn't want to buy this movie <laughs> um which is something i could have done probably but i just really didn't want to and then watch all the special features um but all of that to say it does have a troubled production, and as we go through this movie, I think there's a lot of very obvious things that you go, "Oh, that's why." And and one thing that uh, Jackson did mention is they never really, him and the screenwriters never were like, "Yes, this is a good script. We're like good to go." Oh, um, I mean, I think I'm sure they were like, "Yeah, this is a good script," but they, no, they, they probably
1: were like, "Good enough."
0: I think that's what it was. Like, yeah. they, 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 there were still, like, loose ends and things they were wanting to change and stuff like that. So, anyway, hmm. hit me with what you got. And remember, we've covered Benedict Cumberbatch in Doctor Strange.
1: Thank you for reminding me, because I was totally going to go over him.
0: I know you were. <laughs> um,
1: I also just like talking about him. Well, no, actually, I will talk about him. So... When I, I don't think I said this in the Doctor Strange episode, okay, but I remember there was a time when you, me, Shane, and Sydney were hanging out, and it was around the time we were all watching Sherlock. Okay, so with that being said, Benedict Cumberbatch is becoming is going on everyone's radar. No, 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 I don't think I've seen Sherlock yet. I think you told me about it, and I was like, oh, okay, like who plays him? And I think I looked him up on IMDb because you told me Benedict Cumberbatch, and I laughed out loud at his name, yes. And then I looked him up and he had one of the creepiest pictures. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's since changed, but it like was such a weird, he he was very blonde. I don't know if it
0: has changed. It's, it's a, a weird picture. It's a,
1: not a great look and angle. And I'll say that's it. But, um, I, I remember thought, I, thinking that was very fun. Like, oh, this guy, <laughs> who is this guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then of course he's wonderful. Uh-huh. A great actor, and he's got a great voice, um, but I think that's when I also discovered that he was playing Smog.
0: Okay, yeah,
1: that's all I'll say about him.
0: Can I make a couple of amendments? I just looked at some some yeah. things. Um, so I was mentioning the budget. So the budget for an Unexpected Journey was somewhere from two hundred to three hundred and fifteen million, and that's the movie that came out in two thousand twelve. This movie came out. Um, december 13th 2013 i accidentally said 2012 okay and its budget was 217 to 260 million so it's actually considerably smaller for that than um the last well i just i want (laughs) to make sure i'm joking i want to i want to make sure okay go ahead go ahead
1: okay so are we fine are we fighting
0: we are fighting but go ahead okay
1: so evangeline Lilly, who plays tariel I know I didn't say that, right? And you
0: know that we have covered her before, right? In Ant-Man? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Thank goodness. Let's talk about her, though. Let's talk about the Tariel in the room. Okay, fine.
1: Okay, so Luke Evans plays Bard slash Gereon.
0: I don't
1: know and I don't care Uh, Probably an
0: orc or something right
1: Probably he's in Dracula Untold he plays Gaston In the Beauty and the Beast remake He's in Fast and Furious He's Shaw But he's not
0: Like Hobbs and Shaw he's not So he must be like a,
1: a brother or something Yeah he's also in High Rise
0: Well from what I understand the Fast and Furious Series is about family so He must be a part of the family
1: He's also in The Alienist
0: did you say High Rise before yes. that? What an awful movie. Just an I'm glad I dodged that bullet. Awful mess.
1: He's also in The Fate of the Furious under Owen.
0: Hmm. He
1: must be Owen Shaw. <laughs> I'm going to put two and two together. And then Stephen Fry makes a surprise appearance uh-huh. to me in this movie. And it's, guys, it's Stephen Fry, famous narrator of the Harry Potter books. <laughs> um, also, he is in V for Vendetta. He's in Wild. The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy as the narrator and oh, something else, okay. but it didn't.
0: You know, I think I just assumed there. the narrator of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy was David Attenborough, who does um, the planet Earth.
1: <laughs> oh, really? That's that's funny. Um, he's also in Godsford Park, uh, Doctor Who, Missing Link, guys, it's Stephen Fry. Give okay. It, give it up. And I think that's it, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's that's basically it on the newbies. Um, I will say, though, and and this is not the movie's fault at all, but maybe you as a listener will sympathize when we're watching the movie. There's like three or four dwarves that I could swear were not in the last movie, but I think, you know, there's 13 of them or whatever. So it makes sense. And it actually does make sense that they're kind of focused on a couple of different ones in this movie. But there's one who has like gray hair that kind of wraps around his head. Yeah, he
1: was in the last movie, Micah.
0: And I'm just like, that has to be a recast. What is his this, deal? The
1: current B- Benedict Cumberbatch photo is not the one that I saw.
0: It's not the scary dead eyes lizard face.
1: No, but it's not much better.
0: Oh, that's the scary dead eyes lizard face. To no,
1: me. and this the one I'm talking about is like he's very blonde, but oh, not weird. the Fifth Estate wearing the wig. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stop. I'll stop. I have to stop.
0: Okay um so the let's talk about the movie so well let's talk about our first experience with the movie actually that's what we usually do
1: thought in theaters don't remember anything in terms of the experience um i remember once we got to the barrel scene jordan checked out and then and then at the end of the movie how it ended uh pissed and not only that when they introduced the bard character and see, like you know early on you're like oh this is something very pissed okay that's that was me with the first time i saw it
0: okay so for me
1: and that's tip of the iceberg on being pissed
0: there's yes. so much more i'm mad well, about well we're going to we I know. will um here's here's what happened with me i saw the first movie as you know and i was like it has some issues but i th- i had a feeling that the second movie was going to like tie it all together and it was going to be like okay I get it. All that stuff that I had problems with, they kind of fix. slash I'm okay with. This movie's going to be like, boom. You know, we get the dragon in this movie. How could it be bad? And, you know, I'm thinking about the book and I'm like, oh, this is cool. We're going to get that awesome scene where they like walk up to the elves that are like dancing and having a party. And then once they get there, the elves have disappeared and they see them for like in the distance and then they walk up to them the same elves that are dancing. Yeah, I forgot about that. And then they disappear again. And I was like, that's going to be so cool to see that visualized on film. And especially since they divided it into three movies, there's no way they're going to not put that in the movie. One of the things that I was most excited for, I know that's a very small, small note, but I was just so incredibly bummed that that was not in the movie. Um So. They are partying, though. Who? Mm-hmm. Really?
1: Remember they mention it when they're all um, locked in the cells? Oh. And he's like you know you guys are having a party and then she's like she talks about the stars for a long time oh yeah and then he talks about some other kind of source of light and yeah. then poop
0: yeah it this that was that would have been such a fun scene to see it would have been whimsical uh, uh, something that's very much missing from this movie but anyway so i was like it's gonna come together And then the movies going along, I really liked the first scene. I was like, oh, this is fun. Like Gandalf, the beginning of the mission, this is a good way to start the movie. What's the
1: fun tidbit for this?
0: Um, Well, I'm still doing my... Please, let me stand on my soapbox for a little while. Um, And so I'm going through, and then I'm just like, oh, this is kind of weird. And then the Tariel thing, I was like, oh, no, this is getting not so great. And then like a big long action sequence with the spiders. And I was like, oh, oh and then what finally did it for me and did it for everybody is the barrel scene it was like it was like i was watching a computer game i i could not but it, it it was that it was that feeling i get it very rarely now but occasionally it, it was the feeling i had when i watched the last jedi where where they jumped on the little horse things and i was like oh no this is not oh no like like i've Which put one's that one the Last Jedi, the one, the one that Ryan Johnson directed.
1: Oh, oh, yeah. It was that same yeah. feeling
0: I had when they jumped oh on those horses. Gosh,
1: I've had the same feeling at that part. I was so, I was so bummed.
0: Yeah, where I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I put so much stock in this and it's not what I wanted it to be. Now, having said that, I have a lot of different opinions on Last Jedi, and I really like that movie. One day we will cover that. I am not part of the toxic fan base that thinks it should be remade or anything stupid like that. It's a good movie. Um, but this movie, the jumping the barrels was like, I I couldn't believe it. I just, it was just like my earth shattered, um... And then from then on, the movie kind of lost me. And then when it ended on a cliffhanger and it really has no resolution at all, I was like, what did we just watch? That's not a movie, you know? So let's talk about The Hobbit.
1: What's the tidbit now?
0: Okay, so yes, they're at the Bree place and I just, occasionally I will notice a scene and it could be due to the high frame rate, but you'll notice a scene where the extras just are not up to snuff and that sequence there were so many people walking in front of the camera and it was like the way they were walking and everything it was like oh my gosh like you, you it didn't have that same feeling the last time they filmed in the the prancing pony where it just felt like bustly and there were just people around this one it felt like someone was just calling like action okay background action Okay, walk in front of the ca- it was like every shot someone walks in front of the camera and I was like these the the extras were bad and I'm that pretty scene. sure the
1: waitress is the little girl from the fellowship
0: that's pretty cool
1: um chip me being the person that looks up people, I should confirm that, but I don't care
0: <laughs> um, but I but I will say I think that probably has more to do with the f- high frame rate because it yeah. gets rid of that window um which.
1: Why? Why are you doing it for something like this?
0: Um Oh, Jordan, we just started. You I can't know. lose energy now. You pep up, pep up here. Have the crumbs of my coffee. No, thank you. Um So, this scene happens and I think it's an it's okay. It's it's just pretty long
1: for what it's supposed to do. It it is a recap.
0: Yeah, and this it is This is the main
1: through line and we're going to muddy it so as much as we possibly can.
0: And, and the weird thing about the scene, too, is they, they keep on, like, they, they do this thing throughout this whole movie where they keep on doing, like, the horror music cues where the music, like, builds and builds and builds, and then it's actually not a threat. And they do that, like, seven or eight times in this movie, and it's kind of like, okay, we get it. And they start it at the beginning of this movie, and I, I, we know, like, that it's not going to be a threat. Like, we know that Thorin and Gandalf are fine don't make it a threat.
1: Well, if they felt the need to do the scene, what they should have done was, it starts with Thorin. He is given food like he is. And then Gandalf comes. Yeah. And then he they have their conversation and then Gandalf mentions about him something about him being watched. And that's when you see people looking at him suspiciously.
0: No, and it's okay for him to be uncomfortable, but like yeah. the threat yeah. of danger is a little annoying. Because yeah. even when the hobbits are there, they're, they're looking around and they're seeing people, I'm talking about in Fellowship, and you're like, ooh, this seems threatening, and you're seeing Strider in the corner. Yeah. But you actually don't know what happens to the hobbits, unless you've read the story. So it's like, ooh, this could go bad. But we've already seen Thorin there, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, So then uh, we cut to 12 months later, and we see them at Bjorn's house. after The af-
1: cat's house. Gosh. <laughs> go ahead.
0: Please, take it that away.
1: That guy is awful the bear animation looks pretty good i'll give him that
0: Bana- bear animation's fine yeah um i i do like that he's a huge bear he's no really that's cool big. That's i'm cool. into
1: that uh probably the dumbest makeup in this movie
0: which but, is saying which something. is saying
1: something this guy looks like a cat looks like he is right after he is done with his shooting his scenes here he's walking right onto the cat set
0: yeah, but and he, he <laughs> like looks, the Tom the the
1: yes the, the recent movie Cats. <laughs> yeah, he looks so bad, and his acting is so bad because he is just doing the typical. I'm a guy from hard times, and I'm not gonna look at anybody because I just like to talk me. into the distance. I don't know why I have an <laughs> accent there, but um, he, it's just like I'm aloof, but I'm gonna help you. Yeah, and it's just such a trope. It is such a trope, and I'm so tired of it. And the I, I think I you know, obviously I know he's bigger, and I think he's even bigger than like Gandalf, who's like, you know, like an average size man. hmm But he looks comical compared to the doors. Like in a bad there's way. There's
0: something weird about and, and I again I keep on blaming everything on the high frame rate, but having seen Gemini Man, you see how like you can he notice
1: everything.
0: Yeah, so many different things. And I there's something about both this movie and the previous movie. Where like the, what is that called? Like the dimensions or the, like just the way everyone yeah, is set up, the proportions look really off. Yeah. Like it, it really, in, in the Lord of the Rings, I think there was only one shot to me where I was like, oh, it looks like the actors were placed in another mm-hmm. shot. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is like, oh, okay. They shot this three times. I can see. It, there's like a weird disconnect and that the, I can't the, figure out.
1: What sucks is, is I, I mentioned when we were watching it that it's like, it sucks when you don't like a movie and you're try like you, you just, you kind of, I mean, I know it's not fair, but because I didn't like it the first time, I know it wasn't going to change my mind this time. So I kind of went into it. Like things were bugging me that probably were the same in the other movies. Yeah. And in the other movies, if I had felt something was a little off, I would have been like, no, 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 it's fine. But in this movies, yeah. it's like, <laughs> Like, as I really, like, the, the his house, like, I didn't like the set design very much. Uh-huh. And it's, like, it's probably the same as, you know, in terms of feel, it's, like, the same as the other ones. So, it's uh-huh. probably not very fair. But um, it also just didn't make sense to me. He has horses in his house? Yeah. It- that doesn't make sense. It doesn't even, like, be- because, I mean, I can't totally remember the books. Maybe it's described that way. So, then that's fine. But then it's, like immediately my brain knows that that's not okay. Like that's not normal. Yeah. And then maybe it's because he's like an animal. So he lives among animals. Probably that.
0: I don't know. It's, it's, it's just odd because uh, this whole movie has the dwarves just kind of like, and and this is the nature of the actual Hobbit story. So I'm not, I'm uh, go with me here, but it's like, this this whole movie is like they just go from place to place to place to place yeah. to place. Yeah. And I do understand that they had the temptation to like add Killy getting hurt cuz then it adds some stakes, yeah. quote unquote, and add Tario cuz it adds some stakes. I get the inclination to do that, to add Bard to add some stakes and make him more of a character than someone who just shows up. But it's it's weird because Like, they don't spend the time, say, in Bjorn's house to, like, really establish what that house is, Mm -hmm. to see, like, what's going on, what his deal is. He's just there. It's kind of a quick scene. Um, And then it's like, oh, but we're going to spend, like, a lot of time at another place that's less cool than that.
1: And what sucks is, because they dragged it out to three movies, I'm going into it thinking, what can we cut? (laughs) Because it's like, so they drag out the bard, not only the bard, but the whole entire town. They drag right. that whole thing out and it's like, cut it. Cause it's not even part of it. I know. Like you can't, like, you can't, this is like, I feel like a parent. You can't have that in the movie until you've proven to me that you can make right. it less than two movies. Or if you really like, I could see a world where they could eke out two, Yeah. With potentially doing it. Okay. Like enjoyable. Yeah. But this is just not enjoyable. And it, cause it's like, cut that, cut that. You didn't need that in here.
0: Well, and originally the, the idea was to have, when they were going to do two movies, both Guillermo and Peter talked about cutting around the barrel scene, that being like the end of the first movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I still, I've been thinking about this a lot since we watched a movie and I think realistically this should have been like a three hour one movie. Um, yeah. filmed differently and like a totally different script and everything. Yeah. But, um, I, I think there is this weird um, dichotomy of they have the intense Lord of the Rings, which they shot first, and then they're going back to tell a story before that. And this is something that Mike Combs, I was texting him about today, where it's like this movie's like a victim to the fact that they shot Lord of the Rings first mm-hmm. because they're trying to make it so epic and cool and like explain every detail. Although I don't know why they decided to do that since they didn't do that in the other movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, I think
1: because they know the fans want it, you know, it's like in a right. way, it's like let's give the fans what they want, and it's like don't listen to the fans all the time.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Just do what you did in the first movie.
0: It, it's just so odd that they they continually just just drag this this story out, and and you lose the whimsical nature. And like, I like that when you read the Hobbit, it's very coincidental, and it's like. Yes, Bilbo is a proactive character, but in a lot of ways he's just kind of there witnessing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but these movies like ha- they they have the tendency to go, well, we really want to put meaning in this and this and this and this and this and this and this.
1: And it's so convoluted that it in this movie, I'm like, what you know, it's like, what are the dwarves' motivations again? They just <laughs> yeah. want to go home. Yeah. Or they want to stone. You know, it's just because they've bogged it down to so many other storylines, I don't really care. Yeah. They, what they want anymore.
0: Well, and 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 it's also weird because it's like, it's like the movie is trying to be so complicated. Mm-hmm. But then, like, all the motivations and the characters are so simple. Yes. So it doesn't, like, match. Yes. Um, I don't know. Let's keep going. So they go into the Mirkwood Forest and Gandalf leaves. Yeah. And when they go in there, kind of a cool sequence where they get lost. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some interesting like editing and stuff like that. I like when Bilbo turns around and Bilbo is behind him because yeah. he's like ha- he's like hallucinating. Yeah, I was kind of hoping that that was gonna go longer. <laughs> like he just kept looking around and there's just more and more Bilbos. Um, and then uh, this is where they get attacked by all of these spiders. And all spiders and look good. Spiders look awesome. They they tie up the they they web up mm-hmm. the um. Uh, party the dwarves and and bilbo's like up trying to find where to go since they're wearing lost. the ring yeah he, he's
1: now you know he's using it as a strategy
0: yes and i love i actually like this part when he puts the ring on and he hears the spiders yes. talking yes super super cool that was like oh they nailed it that's i feel like i'm reading the book like yeah um and I know I keep bringing up the book, and I know that we've said we like when they change stuff, but you got to ha- capture the heart. That's you always You got to really our...
1: scrutinize it, though, if they think they need three movies.
0: That's true. That is true. And if you've listened to our last, what, three series? All of our th- last three series have been about...
1: Splitting up series.
0: Yeah. And so far, only one of them has been successful, Harry Potter. Yeah. Th- in our opinions. And this one is not. Um, But the spiders are cool. I like how they talk. And it's cool that like when he puts on the ring, he can hear creatures talking. That's a fun... That's just fun. I think that that's cool. Um, And then they are saved by a green-clad, red-haired elf... That they call a she elf, but in the previous movies, none of the other yep. women did they call she elves. This I don't know if that is that's... like
1: one of the most sexist roles <laughs> in film in a long time. It's like, what am I watching? A early Marvel movie, right? Because right. they call like that. She's referred. She is. Um, what's the? Well, this
0: would be around the time as Avengers. So the oh, first Avengers with so Scarlet was still kind of...
1: in to do the sexist thing. Yeah, but well, like. I'm...
0: Still, kind of is well, unfortunately. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean. Yeah. But uh, she is uh reduced to her identity as simply being a girl, um, which means by default her character is only meant to to attract a guy. Right. Okay. Yeah. She's good at fighting, but really she's there too, to create a love triangle between yeah. Legolas, Kili, and her uh, a love triangle that I don't care about.
0: In it a story is one that of the is most, not romantic. Like, it's no, not a romance story. And
1: it's one of the most in your face love triangles I've ever seen.
0: It's crazy. I thought that it was a little more subtle than it was. Um, like, I, I was thinking it was, but like, the first scene she's in is like, oh, hi, dwarf. He's kind of a cute dwarf. No, he's not, says Legolas CG face. No, he's not. Uh, He's tall and, or he's short and ugly. And she's like, oh yeah, you might be right, but I don't know. I kind of think he's cute. And I also think you are kind of cute.
1: And then she's with Lee Pace, who is Legolas's dad, apparently. And uh, he's like... Well, wait,
0: wait, let's pause before we get to Lee Pace. No, I just want to say what he says.
1: My son likes you. (laughs) And she's like, oh, what are you talking about? And he's like, he likes you, but don't let him like you. You'd be best to not entice him with your womanly ways. And she's like
0: <laughs> You be best
1: <laughs> <laughs> And you know she has this look on her face like what am I gonna do? Yeah Should I go with the dwarf for Legless? Where does my heart lie?
0: Yeah, this dwarf that I've been with for two minutes.
1: For two minutes and then progresses further to where she, you know, she saves him which really she just steals the King's foil from another dwarf. Mm-hmm. Um and she is doing the the Arwen thing. Um and then it's Wait, what are, you, what are you
0: talking about?
1: When kill when she's healing Killy.
0: Oh, you're jumping toward the end of the uh, we're movie. We're just going through it. Okay
1: So then she's doing the Arwen thing of like healing him or you know, doing elf stuff and he seems Wait, to be yeah. fine now. And then he is talking about like, Do you think she would ever love me? Love? <laughs> you don't know. Do you even know what her name is? That's her character.
0: Yeah. And first of all, so we should say that Tariel is a completely made-up character. She's not in any you for if you Tolkien that? stuff. I remember reading that when the movie came oh, out. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and and that was, I mean, that was everyone's like number one complaint. They
1: couldn't it, even like find a girl, like another female character. No,
0: and and I I know that you could probably make the argument, and uh, you know that like, well, they wanted to add a girl. Yeah, and but, that's that's fine. <laughs> yeah, but it was like the, that was not people's problem with adding her. It was that no. she created this completely pointless love triangle with a dwarf we don't care about, and then Legolas, who we already know most likely since we've seen Lord of the Rings, is not with anybody. So already you're like, okay, so she's with the dwarf at the end of the movie. I don't well, care. He
1: might as well be asexual. Yeah. Because it's like, who it's not important to know.
0: <laughs> it really is It isn't. doesn't even cross, it doesn't even enter thought. And so let's talk about Legolas just his appearance he shows up and it's supposed to be like oh my gosh legless slam dunk this is like iron man showing up in uh captain america or or spider-man or something holy crap this is awesome no it's very bad yeah he has been de-aged before they were good at de-aging um i mean of course we'll see how dated our de-aging that has been done in the past few years looks in a couple of years but um I am not against using technology for stuff. It's cool, but the problem is they shot it in 48 frames a second. It's easier to see the issues with the, the CG. On top of that, I just think that like I don't care if he has a couple of wrinkles. It's not going to bother me. It's way more distracting to see his face like smashed to where there are no wrinkles and paler, as you said, than the original movie than it is to just see a guy who's 10 years older. It would be so much easier to see the 10-year-old they, they do Legolas. so
1: much work for this to try to make him look as similar as possible as the other movie when it's like, remember how much how much farther back in time that movie was? Do you remember how much younger he was? Yeah. Obviously, he doesn't look, like, if without CGI, he doesn't look that much older. But because, like, he was a young man in Lord of the Rings. Right. He didn't have a lot of meat on his bones. <laughs> yeah. Now he's a man. Now he's just, like, naturally has more meat on his bones. So he doesn't, That's like, you You can't get rid of that part. So why do you go through all the trouble for the other stuff?
0: And he's not in the book. So why not just not have him in it? Yeah. I know that it does make sense because he's a Mirkwood elf and it could make. It's hard to resist. Theoretically, it makes sense that he'd be there. But I mean, if the payoff is this love triangle and just to show him surfing on stuff more, I'm not super interested. No. Um. So now I hate to do it. I really hate to do it. But we gotta talk about Legolas's dad, Lee Pace. Yeah. Lee Pace, we've talked about in our Guardians of the Galaxy episode. Um go back and listen to it. It's that's a that's us really gabbing about a movie in in a fun way. Um
1: I'll say one thing about Lee Pace. <sighs> okay. You guy's got a heck of a voice. Sure. That guy should read books.
0: It's kinda I'm kind of just maybe it's because of this movie. It's like everyone in this movie has a really low, intense voice, and I'm like cool, shut up. I'm so sick of hearing this register. Maybe I think
1: that's kind of his register, though. Yes. So I'm fine with it. But
0: it's just a little like, you know, because Thorin is doing a Boromir impression, and uh, most of the dwarves are talking like this. And then, you know, Gandalf has got the old man thing down, so that's cool. He's on his own thing. But it's like, really? Another? Like, all the bad guys have low voices. It's just kind of like, cool, another low voice guy. I, I don't know. And uh, he, I do not know. I asked Jordan this when we were watching it. I said, do you think it is possible that they could have written Lee Pace's character any more, um, like, could he be any less likable than he is? Because I hate this character so much. Yeah. Like, all you want for him to happen is to fall off a tower and land like Saruman did on that spike. Yeah. You just want him to die so bad. I didn't even dislike... Sauron that much I He was like fun and cool
1: Who even knows what is this guy's What is he doing what's his motivation
0: Remember he like doesn't like the dwarves Because of he doesn't like them Because of pride I think so Um and so
1: So why are we spending like A oh, close to five minute scene with him And Legolas like Interrogating a orc Yeah well it's because all of the dumb Sauron stuff that, that they felt the need to infuse into this series.
0: Yeah. And I, I okay, we're, ha- we're probably halfway through this episode. I just want to say that anyone who's involved in this movie, I am not trying to, like, bash you. I, re- I think that, th- that this is a product of them having to have a rush production. That's what I truly do yeah. think. Um, and I don't dislike the actors and stuff like that. Having said that, I think Lee Pace's performance is awful. I hate the performance. I think he did what he was asked to do. And we'd love to have you on the podcast, Lee. But oh my goodness, I hated that performance so much. Every scene, it's like, can we just skip it? Can we please just skip the scene? Because I don't like him. Um, But you are welcome on the podcast anytime. And Peter Jackson, we'd love to have you on. Um, So now... The, you know, we talk, so we talked about the love triangle. Have we done yeah, enough? Yeah. So on they, that? the
1: dwarves are captured, and they're there for a while. Bilbo sneaks in using the ring, still in Timberwood,
0: and that's cool.
1: Yeah, and he he. Well, yeah, it's cool, but we barely see anything that he does. So he gets them out, mm-hmm. and that's when we get to the barrel scene. Yes, and let's just say Martin Freeman continues to dazzle our... dazzle to just dazzle us.
0: Yeah, and and. Here's here is the actual biggest problem with this movie. Maybe you will agree with me. It is called The Hobbit, but it should be called The Dwarf. Semicolon, Thorin Oakenshield. Because the, Martin Freeman has like 30 minutes of screen time. in a have Two been, hour it should and 41 be minute.
1: 13 dwarves and a hobbit. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like thir- is it, yeah. what
1: is it? Three men and two men and a baby yeah, or something.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's like this story is kind of told from Thorin's perspective in a lot of ways. And it's like, this should be Bilbo. This this should be, it's about Bilbo. That's what I came to see. And Martin Freeman is like probably the best actor on the set. Yeah. Besides um, Ian McKellen. Like you don't just hire Martin Freeman and give him absolutely nothing to do. And when he's on screen, it's electric. That's yeah, why you're just good. like, oh my gosh, I want more. Like that whole scene when he puts them all in the barrels and he's doing his like very frantic Martin Freeman thing. And then he he lets all the barrels down, and then he forgot to get in a barrel himself. I laughed. That's hilarious. And then he's sitting there, like, sneaking around with his huge hobbit feet, trying to figure out how to get down. Yeah. Super funny. Yeah. Because it's Martin Freeman, and he's a master at, like, pensive agitation. And um, so, do you want to kick us off with the barrel scene?
1: There are 13 dwarves and 13 barrels and they are barreling down the river, at white water. Thirteen dwarves
0: and thirteen barrels. Maybe, Maybe that could yeah. be the title.
1: <laughs> uh, the they really utilize GoPros in this scene.
0: Very odd choice. Yeah,
1: I I commented that it it seems like there were they had a day off shooting and they were everyone on the working on the movie was treated to white water rafting, and some people <laughs> yeah. brought their GoPros for yeah. fun. And then someone saw it was like, oh, we we should put that in the movie. Yeah. Um as they're going down the river orcs come but then also elves come pretty much it's just a big long action scene and it just sucks because i think that if they really committed to the fun whimsical part of this i think this could possibly work if they really committed to fun but they did not commit to fun they committed to nothing
0: they committed so, to cool action, but it gets into cartoon land. But it
1: gets into cartoon land. Therefore, I'm just bored by what I'm looking at. Or I'm just like I can't believe Legolas is sur- is uh skate surfing on an No, orc.
0: he was he did an Ollie. He was skateboarding. Okay.
1: <laughs> but I can't believe he did that, and then I can't believe Legolas is also standing on two dwarf heads and spinning shooting around arrows? like a ballerina yeah. shooting arrows. I well, was so mad.
0: And uh, I think we mentioned something like this in our previous episode. But to continue this thought, like Jordan and I are not suckers for like the details. We're we're usually not that concerned with it. Like a movie needs to be streamlined and told. A story needs to be told. You don't have to get bogged down in the details. And something like physics, I don't really think about when I'm watching a movie. But when when physics are like when uh with when CGI artists like throw physics out the door. What you're watching, it's like you are it's literally like you are watching Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. So when you're watching the scene, it has like a looney tune quality to it. And if you did it the whole, well, it wouldn't work in this series because they've already established realism yes in Lord of the Rings. but um, it, 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 I mean it's like shocking to watch this barrel when when uh, um, Gloin, the really big one with the uh, orange hair, like, bounces down a cliff, kills, like, 13 orcs, bounces over the river, kills, like, 13 more, and then bounces over the river again. And I think he... This shot goes on for so long and you keep thinking it's going to stop.
1: He very, like like an acrobat, jumps into another barrel. Oh! (laughs) I hated that! And I'm just thinking, the only person who could do this and I would wholeheartedly be pumping my fist for is Jack Black. And I don't see him in this movie. Yeah,
0: but it it's so weird. And I think I think I would like to maybe propose something. Um, There's a famous expression um, for TV when a TV show gets bad, they call it jumping the shark. And yeah, what is?
1: I think I've heard of it, but what does it have to do with Happy Days? Oh, did something happen in the show?
0: Yeah, in Happy Days, there is an episode that many consider like this is when the show. Went from good to bad. What
1: well, was the episode? What they do?
0: Well, Fonzie was like trying. I don't remember why he was doing this, but he there was a shark in the in the ocean, that's what it is. and he like skis and jumps over the shark. Kay. It's literally jumping the shark. Isn't that's that crazy? Where the expression, that's Henry Winkler. It is it's really so crazy. It's so crazy to think about. He's had such an and illustrious Ron career in that show. Yeah,
1: it's just so crazy. I used
0: to watch it every day.
1: I I, I would watch it sometimes on um TV Land.
0: Yeah. But it that is like cited as like jumping the shark. I get it. So I propose that maybe we change it to jumping in a barrel or barreling down the river. Like this movie barreled down the river. Yeah. Because this They really
1: bounced the barrel in this movie.
0: Yeah, they bounced the barrel. Something with barrels because um and leave a comment in our Apple and tell us what you think it should be. Five stars, please. Um because it, it really is like from you keep thinking that the movie is maybe going to redeem itself. And then from that point on, it's like, I'm lost. I like, this is over for me.
1: So during all of this, uh, Gandalf, uh, goes to a mountain. I like the set of this climbing up the mountain.
0: Yeah. Very minds cool. of Moria esque,
1: but like the weird stairs leading up to it. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then inside, I thought that was very cool. Um, and Radagast is there, his old pal. Mm-hmm. And they find out that the nine uh, ring wraiths are out. Yeah. And Radagast says, The only answer to one, master. And then Gandalf sa- thinks, I better really go check out this dude that must be in this forest. So he goes to those ruins that we saw in the first movie and sees an army of orcs, sees Azog, right?
0: Yes, yeah. After he breaks some spells. It's
1: truly, truly, what is he doing in this movie? I don't know. Because also he has like his right hand orc dude. Uh who why do we see him so much? Why isn't Azog going to the town, the the lake town?
0: Well, but remember uh, this is my theory because Jordan and I have not seen Battle of the Five Armies, but when they're in Lake Town and they're fighting, Legolas gets he like kind of bests the right hand man of Azog, but but that guy walks away. So I told Jordan, I said, "What's going to happen is in the next movie there'll be a moment where Legolas gets to like face the bad guy that got it, away in Lake." So Town. much
1: of that should not be a thing. Oh no no no! It's it's going, horrible. going all the way back to Legolas shouldn't be in the movie. Yeah, but it, it's just. I mean, at this point, I've all but checked out Mm -hmm. uh, mentally. Um, I definitely have checked out emotionally. Yeah. But um, he Gandalf faces off with this amorphous blob, which is like one of the capital sins of movie making now. Yeah. Um, And then you basically, it's revealed that it's Sauron.
0: Or the Witch King, or something. No, here's what's confusing. Well, I mean, yes. But um, here's what's so confusing is... um, in the fellowship of the ring th- this is this is a uh, prequel problem like etiquette 101 this this happens all the time when they make a prequel they go back and they provide significance to something or try to explain something that later happens in the series in a, in a movies they've already made and when they go back and do that a lot of times they take their knowledge of the story and they p- place it to the characters that would not know the knowledge that they're going to find out so in the Fellowship of the Ring, Gandalf sees the ring and he's like, What the heck is this? I better do some research. And then there's this whole montage where he finds out that Sauron is probably returning and all this other stuff. And in this movie, he sees like the
1: research is done for him.
0: Yeah, he sees the eye of Sauron. In one of the that visual is actually pretty cool where it's like zooming into the flaming eye and Sauron is the slit of the eye. Mm. I thought that was cool, but it keeps zooming in and then he literally says, Sauron. And, you're, and I go, no, no, he can't know this information. Because then when he goes to Fellowship of the Ring, he's like, oh, yeah, that's the ring. I know all about that, Frodo. I've been researching it since uh, Bilbo. You know, it, it, it's in, insane that they decided to show Gandalf finding out that Sauron is back. Were they back.
1: concerned about Gandalf not having enough to do?
0: Well, I think I remember reading something before the movie came out. The first movie, and they were like, we're expanding the material, and part of it is when you're reading The Hobbit, Gandalf just disappears for long periods of time, and then at the end of the book, he's like, yeah, me and Radagast fought a necromancer. That's what we were doing the whole time, and they're like, well, now that we're making a movie, let's add the story. Let's add him fighting the necromancer, and I mean, I guess, I suppose, at the end of Battle of the Five Armies, maybe they defeat it, and he's like, see, Sauron's dead, we're good. Maybe that's how they explain that he doesn't know the information. I still think it's wild, though, that they added that. Um, and I get the inclination. That's that I want to sympathize with the writers. If you want to make it a little different, I do get that. But I, I like the idea of Gandalf leaving, and they're like, where'd he go? And he shows up, and he says something wizardly. Like, well, a wizard is never supposed to be where he's not supposed to be, and I was not supposed to be there. And everyone's like, huh? And you don't know. That's
1: fun. I you can have fun. This. I just keep thinking of Fantastic Beasts because of what they do with Johnny Depp. Uh,
0: A much worse movie.
1: No, no, no. It is. But, what you know, it's like, gosh, I just don't want to talk about that movie ever again. But it's just like. They, I hope they, the third
0: one never gets made so know, we do not have to I see know. it. Uh,
1: you know, Johnny Depp's character, they make, you know, they attempt to make as epic as Lord Voldemort. wrong but (laughs) they try to do that and it's like why 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 did you feel the need to do that of course we know why because people are stupid and want money but with this it's the same thing it's like okay so they fought a necromancer that sounds awesome i want to see that i don't want it to be sauron but like why can't it be like he goes and discovers there is a necromancer and honestly it should not be well it shouldn't be sauron it shouldn't be a sentient thing it should be like a wizard like, I know there's, I, there's so many cool like, visuals they missed out on like makeup and costume, but like a necromancer that's like, um, terrorizing a community of things.
0: It'd just be cool if it was like another, like a, another like white bearded wizard guy that was kind of Sauramani, but maybe he's a little more like eclectic and kind of weird. And then like him and Radagast got to team up and fight him. Yeah, Wizard fight. Come on. You yeah. got my money. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You don't need to make it super epic, epic in terms of story for me to be into it.
0: And you can even have a little tease like, you know, he says something before they kill him. That's like, just wait and see. <laughs> you know, I no, I don't know. Oh, like a necromancer
1: but, says something. Yeah,
0: like that that implies he Yes,
1: one throw will line. I'll grant sure. you that.
0: But it's it's that weird prequel problem where I just think when you make a prequel, that I think you need to like you need to s- small like make your view less like like zoom in and tell a more intimate story because that's what we wanted out of Fantastic Beasts was like a fun we wanted whimsy again we
1: wanted Fantastic Beasts and where to find them we but, literally wanted what the title was yeah and we were not given that
0: we did get the Crimes of Grindelwald though boy did we a lot of crimes <sighs> in that movie
1: the only redeeming and the movie's not redeemable
0: yeah but the but that, that, the one
1: sliver of re- redemption is that
0: that dragon the cat thing. cat
1: dragon creature which is still one of the coolest animated things i've ever seen with my eyes it's
0: so cool i love that yeah. thing uh, i wish that was the whole movie
1: but let's stop talking about it because i don't want everyone to talk about it again
0: <laughs> well we will eventually We're, we have a contract to do that um but uh okay so gandalf does all this stuff also the movie doesn't go back to him he gets captured in a cage and that's the last we see him and I mean this this whole movie there's no beginning there's no middle and there's no end. It's crazy. And it's
1: over 2 hours.
0: It's 2 hours and 41 minutes and there is an extended edition of this movie that I refuse to watch. I will do it if someone pays me to do it though. So let me let me know. Um I think minimum wage per hour. So That's it? That's it, Micah? Are you telling me you wouldn't watch the movie for um, what's minimum wage? Like 14 bucks? So it No, be... it's not that much in Oregon. Oh, it's not? It's Even probably if it's...
1: still like ten seventy-five.
0: I don't think I think it's in the twelves now.
1: Still I okay. would not watch it $15 for
0: $15 an hour. I would watch it. No. That's $45 to watch, watch the movie. I
1: wouldn't watch it for $45. Someone
0: please pay me $45 to watch this movie just to prove to Jordan that I would.
1: It's not a competition of if you would or not. I'm just saying that my standards are a little bit higher in terms of how, how I value would you my do time. It? like no, no less than $200 that tells you that, is... that tells you how much i don't like this movie
0: no that's crazy to me that's that's not... too crazy cuz it's a, it would be 3 hours with extended stuff yeah um,
1: and i need at least $200
0: that's too much it's not, that's way too it's not, much money i'm sure
1: other people wouldn't watch it for less than 1000 cuz they hate it that much
0: that's insane that's so insane but jordan we are fighting now i just think that that's that's ludicrous. I think if someone walked up to you, handed you the extended edition, and said, "Here's forty five dollars to watch it," I don't think you'd be like, "No, I,
1: I, no, I wouldn't watch it." I'm telling you, I wouldn't.
0: But Jordan, that's that is a complete kaleidoscope large pizza with ranch. Yeah, I'll and buy that tip. with
1: my own money.
0: That's insane. That is absolutely <laughs> insane. <laughs> so
1: stupid. I'm so mad right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, and I do want to say something again, folks. I I don't think... I don't like this movie. I don't think it's good. But I I don't think... I don't hate this movie. So I just want to reiterate that. There is some stuff that's pretty cool in it. (sighs) Let's go to Lake Town. Okay. We're at Lake Town. We meet... We see
1: Luke Evans, a guy with a terrible wig. Yes. And then you think, everyone's wig looks a little off in this movie, which we talked about in the last movie. But it is definitely because of frame rate. You see things a little bit more clearer. Yeah. Also, it's like... Every man, ha- besides the obviously bald ones, but, like, have luscious hair. Yeah. They got they have more than they know what to do with. Luscious hair. <laughs> when in I feel like in the other movies, like, I feel like King Theoden, I mean, he just kind of was a guy with thin hair. Yeah. But, it ha- like, I think he still wore a wig, but I didn't think about his hair when I looked at it. I think about people's hair when I look at him in this movie, and I shouldn't yeah. be thinking about hair.
0: And I just... I don't want to like bash on the costume designers and makeup. I really, really don't, but I do not like the design of a single character except for Gandalf who is designed like he was in the other movie and Bilbo who's designed after Bilbo from the previous movie. Radagast is on the fence for me.
1: I like Radagast. I kind
0: of like it. Radagast
1: is still up for for Jordan.
0: Yeah. I like him more in this movie because he just says a couple lines and is a little bit less like, I'm trying not to cross my eyes in every scene, you know? He
1: just looks like he belongs in a Tim Burton movie.
0: Yeah. I think, think, though, like you said, if the whole movie, if they were more whimsical and just like embrace that instead of trying to be action movies, I think I wouldn't have any problems with Radagast. I think it's just that weird like, oh, we're looking at this like clown in this scene but in the next scene Thorin's like my family was left for dead by the elves yeah okay dude please shut up yeah I hate when you're on screen hate that this is your movie yeah. and not Bilbo Baggins
1: so we're at Lake Town and I guess Stephen Fry is king of the land king of the lake
0: he's the master
1: master of the what lake they say and um
0: Master Blaster. We talked about on one of the episodes. We just talked about. So I'm sorry folks. I just had a flashback. That? Uh Thunderdome. We were talking about two people That's that were That's their name? It's Master and Blaster and Blaster's oh, the big I guy Master's I would not the have even guy. thought about that. But uh, yeah, to to fill you in listener, the one of the one of our previous episodes. It was the last one. Was it the last one?
1: Yeah, because what? we were talking about the goblins. We and were And that little dude reminded me of Master. Yeah.
0: And then the goblin being blaster. Okay. Oh, no, just just the one goblin that floats away on the little thing was master. Okay, cool.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Really glad we could provide resolution.
0: Yeah, and that's what you're here for. That's what you're going to get every week. Resolution. Unlike this movie that has no resolution. So
1: this town seems to be like in political ruin. Like Stephen Fry seems to be some kind of dictator, but it also doesn't feel like that. And everyone hates Luke Evans because of his dad.
0: So can I butt in? Cause I just flipped through the Hobbit and I was looking at like Lake, Ta- I just totally like cursory glance. I've read the book a couple times, but it's been, do they years. get into it in the book? And basically there's like the, the Hobbits, the, the Hobbit and dwarf dwarves <laughs> show up at Lake town. And then they're kind of like, I'm Thorn Oak and shield. Like I'm King of the mountain. I'll help you guys get rich. I think kind of like that scene in the movie. And then the master's like, awesome. Give them a feast, send them on their way. I believe that's what happened anyway. Um again I skimmed. But um then Bard shows up just when smog attacks the city and he just shows up, kills the dragon in like a scene where there it's literally like and then a man named Bard grabbed a black arrow and shot him. Um and so do that and then after that they try to like make him king. And I think there is kind of an implication that the town has not been run very well. And I, I didn't really look to see if he becomes king or not because I it was like three or four pages and I was like, I want to record.
1: Well, what sucks is it totally makes sense movie-wise that you would be tempted to turn Bard into a full-on character.
0: I, I get That's it. what I think. Because reading, reading the book yeah. and, and the approach that they've taken in trying to explain everything, it's like, oh, well, this Bard character just shows up.
1: Yeah, which I, I get that, but it's like you split it up into three movies and you didn't have to. Okay, he goes. You don't yeah, need him. Yeah. That, that's why I'm not into it. Because knowing, because, okay, you spread out these movies as much as you can. So it's like, cool, you'll probably put as much as you can of the book in there, uh-huh. I guess. Not only that, you're going to expand part of the books. And now it's like, oh my gosh, it's too long. Please take things out. And right. he is just such an obvious, take him out. Reduce him back to what he was, even by half for me. Well, and
0: and I, think, I think if you are going to be this unfaithful to the book, I think... J- They've already made Thorin like such a vengeful, nasty character. Um, Give him the redemption of just slaying the dragon. Just make Thorin kill the dragon so that it's like he gets that emotional payoff instead of bringing in this white pale orc that is not in the story and adding him. If, if, If you need that, if you have decided not to let the story be coincidental, even though at its core it is. And if, in case anyone is wondering and doesn't know, The Hobbit was written before Lord of the Rings, so Lord of the Rings is actually a sequel, and then J.R.R. Tolkien, like, in the edition after Lord of the Rings, he kind of re-edited The Hobbit to make it tie in a little bit, and I think that's why it starts, and it's so whimsical and fun, and then he's like, wait, this is actually a really cool world. Yeah. <sighs> you know, and uh, thank you for listening. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. And um, patreon.com. Okay, okay, okay.
1: Let's just get let's just finish it.
0: Okay, but where are we at? We've talked Lake well, Town, Lake Town Luke politics Evans helps them get rid of it. I don't like the Lake Town politics, it's boring. Get that rid of that
1: one it. guy. Oh my gosh, why did he get so much screen time? The worm tongue character <laughs> is that because thinking. they wanted a worm tongue character? Yeah, I-, I am so baffled. Yeah, by this person, get rid of him. Uh, so basically they help the dwarves. They give them supplies and they're like, go on your quest and continue the fight. Kill the dragon because we're scared of it too. So they go. It's the last night of the day on that certain night or on that certain day, the last day of autumn.
0: Yeah. And the dwarves are like, it didn't we, work. We're just going to immediately. Yeah, we learn
1: that dwarves, these dwarves are just like the, the laziest people ever. <laughs> it, it doesn't, they don't see a thing and they leave. They, yeah. they, this thing that is to reclaim their home, and everything that they love, one tiny thing they can't figure out. Let's go.
0: <laughs> yeah, they've and been through so much worse. They've been through so and much. Like, nah, okay.
1: So then, of course, Bilbo figures it out, and they're of course they're all back, and there's that epic shot. It's like, no, you don't get an epic shot. You just gave up.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> yeah.
1: So they get in there, and Bilbo goes down to meet Smog.
0: Yeah, to try and find the Arkenstone. Stone. Yeah. Now this is cool yes um this is very cool i like when smog is around me too because he is i like how he talks i like how he looks me too he's very cool now one thing that jordan and i noticed we were talking about it before we started and i thought maybe i was crazy when we were watching the movie last night but it seemed like this movie was much darker and more of like a green gray hue than the previous movie
1: which was green gold
0: yeah, and we did a side by side comparison on YouTube of the smog scenes in Hobbit Two and then the scene where he opens his eyes at the end of Hobbit One, and it is literally like w- night and day. The Hobbit Two is like washed out, and I don't know why they made that decision. We thought maybe the s- the smaug opening his eye was a reshoot, but it's weird because the gold is like bright. It, in it that feels scene. like
1: they had a new director.
0: Yeah, which probably it's, it was it's second it's unit. That
1: dr- It's that drastic. Yeah, I guess probably.
0: <laughs> but it's it's really weird, although it was all digital, so I guess it wouldn't matter if there was a second director. It's that just wouldn't like, change the coloring. Did the but, people
1: animate it, and then Peter saw it? He's like, yeah, that's good. And it's like, oh, no, we're actually not. We, we still need to like figure out oh the color. Oh, my gosh.
0: I just figured out what it is. I just realized what it is. I'm sorry I cut you off. But remember when Hobbit 1 came out, there were... People who were seeing it in the high frame rate, there were people like throwing up throwing up, and stuff like that. So I bet they did some tests and when they bumped the color down, there was less of a reaction to it.
1: That's so funny. Like people are watching it and they're just hacking up and they're hacking their guts out and they're like slowly lowering the color and people like still can't handle it, still can't handle it. And they're lowering the color a little bit more and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm still I'm going to pass out. And they lower it to where it's almost, you can't see anything anymore. And they're like, no, that, yeah, well, wow, I feel great. That's probably what happened.
0: That I bet you that anything word that is what word. happened. Um I bet you if you may if you paid me $50 to watch this extended that would ha- that's what happened. You
1: you're you're so in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Smog and Hobbit Boy uh have a really wonderful conversation. And uh, they have
0: good chemistry. They
1: have wonderful qu- chemistry, my dear Watson.
0: Yes, um, Sherlock, my boy.
1: They so uh Bilbo puts on the ring, takes off the ring, puts on the ring.
0: And I, when the ring is on, and they kind of like change the world, and Smaug looks like he can see him. Yeah, it's kind of like, oh, can he see into the other world? I like all of this. stuff. Yes. this stuff is so cool. And when he, when Smaug flies inside his cave, I'm like, yes, come on, come on, give me more of that. That Monty, is cool. MVP.
1: Oh um, yeah. So then. uh You know, it's unclear if Bilbo gets the stone or not. And then Thorin sees him and he's like, oh no, did he get it? I don't even remember. I don't know. But I don't know if he did. This whole thing is, Bilbo, you have to get it. And then, you know, they're outside, they're hearing the dragon be loud. And they're like, oh my gosh, Bilbo. So they go inside. And it's like, wait a second, the whole (laughs) idea. And I don't, if this happens in the book, I'm sure it, I wouldn't. No, no, because in
0: the book, they send him because he is unfamiliar with the scent of hobbits, but he knows the scent of dwarves. So he's able to sneak around and find the Arkenstone. And then... But in the book... And I think he... I'm pretty sure he grabs it and brings it back up. Okay, because it's
1: like when the dwarves go in, it's like, guys, you're... What was the whole mission? Bilbo should have never left the Shire if you're walking into this cave right now.
0: Yeah, it kind of de...
1: It devalues the one thing he was supposed to do.
0: And then there's this crazy sequence where the dwarves... They... They have established, even in the movie, beyond the book, that Smaug is really smart and intelligent. Yeah. And again, I just want to reiterate, talking dragons, come on, that's good. You put a talking dragon in a movie, that makes it good. So this movie has a baseline of good. But they reduce this intelligent dragon to like one goes over to one area and they're like over here. And he's like, huh? And then he goes over there and then like a, a dwarves are in another hallway and they're like, actually we're over here. And then he turns to his left and is like, huh? I wish you could see me <laughs> pantomiming this. Um, and it's like, what? You established that he was cool and smart. Why is, uh, why also, is he? It's like,
1: we can't find a way out. We can't find a way out. They find all those dead bodies. And it's like, we can't find a way out. And then they find a way out. <laughs> Kind of well, I guess smog like bursts out of the cave, but yeah, it's like I'm not sure. What but you're it is kind of like why don't you just go back the way you came? Did the door close behind you?
0: Yeah, I, yeah. I
1: just didn't really care for that either.
0: Well, and and then they they start the melding, the melt, the smelting of the iron and and gold and stuff again in a uh, like mind-bogglingly no physics involved. Well, no, there were some physics, and the machines were kind of cool. I kind of take back of how the effects I was attacking it though. Yeah, and then this gold starts going. I think it,
1: that's time, though. They didn't have enough time to do it all.
0: Yeah, and they make this huge golden statue, and Smaug's, I think he's about to leave, and then Thorin's like, hey, you're ugly, and we don't like you. Why don't you come over here to this area? And then
1: he comes over, and he's like, this is our home.
0: Yeah, and then Smaug just kind of, it. it's that weird thing when you're watching movies, very nitpicky, and I'm not holding this against the movie, but it's that weird thing where, like, you, you know that the villain wants to like kill someone, and you're like, and you know that the editor is trying to build tension, but you're like, why didn't you just edit like five seconds off of this and make the gold immediately oh splash God. on him? It because was so long, because Smaug is just sitting there like looking at this gold statue that they created, um, in you know two and a half minutes, which is insane. And they also were able to like pull all those huge like stones out just the thirteen dwarves. There weren't
1: even thirteen of them. Some of them stayed oh, in Lake yeah. Town
0: oh, we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> but um, they're just kind of, he's just like standing there like staring at the statue like, oh, they did it. They did it. Well, I well, I take it. that as
1: he, you know, he's obsessed with gold. So he sees the gold and he's like taken by it.
0: Yeah. That's how, that for me, is. But even fine. the shot before, like Thorin is talking to him. Oh, and no, it's that like, is just like, breathe,
1: yeah, breathe fire fry on him. him. You don't care.
0: A cool touch though, I love that his chest and neck like turn yeah. orange from the inside and it like illuminesces light really cool and uh then he gets covered in gold and as a as a person who read the book i'm watching the movie and i'm like what is happening yeah like what is actually happening i have no idea and he falls in this pool of gold and then he gets out flies out of the of the hallway goes into the air sprinkle dust all the gold off by a quick little turn flies to erebor i believe no, no, Erebor's the mountain. No, he flies to Lake Town, and he goes, "Death, I'll show you death."
1: And the movie, no, ends. no, and then it go, it cuts to Bilbo, and he says, "What
0: have we done?" Oh, that makes it even worse. And then it's an Ed Sheeran song that plays on That's the who credits. It is?
1: is he singing that Nina Simone song?
0: I don't know what words you just said to me.
1: Nina Simone.
0: No, I know the words. I don't know what they mean though. I don't know what Nina, Sim- who Nina Simone is.
1: Are you serious? No. The Feeling Good song.
0: Oh, like I'm feeling yeah, good. Yeah. Is that the
1: song you were singing?
0: No. I don't okay. think so.
1: It sounded like it, but I didn't hang around to really listen to it. You don't know who that is, Micah?
0: Is that an older artist? She's the one who sang that song. Oh, okay. Then and I And then know. Muse covered it. Yeah. And
1: Muse and everyone else. <laughs> it's just like the one cover I know. Um Sorry. Yeah, she's great.
0: Um, and we didn't even mention, but in Lake Town, there's like an orc attack and it's insane. But then the movie ends. There's like no beginning, no middle, and no end. And um, if you would like to hear us talk more about movies, this month, these episodes, you're like, this has not been enough. I need another 45 minutes to an hour and 15, I'm not sure, because we haven't recorded this episode yet. But two days ago, we released an episode on our Patreon where we talked about Finding Dory. And on our Patreon, we're doing MPU, the sequel, and you can listen to us cover series that only have two entries. So... In June, we did finding Dory July finding I mean finding Nemo in June and then this month in July we're doing finding Dory so go check it out you can you can sign up for as little as three dollars a month that's come on that's pretty good let's let's get a couple more of you on there that'd be awesome um any final thoughts on the no. movie? Oh okay I'm done okay well, um we'll see you later folks. We're almost done with Battle of the Five Armies. Or I mean, Lord of the Rings, the the Middle Earth series. And uh, next week we're gonna announce uh, our next series that we're gonna be covering, and it's a doozy. It is one of the rare series that we've covered where it is like the first movie's good, and then the rest are all questionable. But we've only done the one episode so far, so maybe our minds will change. But we'll we'll give you a hint. It has. Five entries and a planned sixth entry. So that's your hint. Let us know if you have any guesses on what we're going to cover. Uh, thanks for listening.
1: Hope you didn't get as mad as we did.
0: But I hope you laughed at us. <laughs>